Almighty God, in Jesus' name, amen. Um, I appreciate the Word of God. I appreciate people who are making progress and delivering the Word of God. We got many ministries in this city that go out every week um, or periodically, and they um, proclaim the Word in Jesus' name. I'm thinking of um, the Primrose how Sister Jeannie and her crew have been going up there for years. The COVID has not stopped them, and I appreciate that. Can you say amen? amen. Um, we have people that go to the hospitals and the jails and uh, teach individual Bible studies. These are all so, so, so important ministries. Keep praying for them, and expect the Lord maybe to deal with you about something like that as an outreach in Jesus' name. Um, Brother Carlos um, I, I felt um, attracted to him in, in, in ministry here several months ago, or actually it's been probably longer than that. And um, I was kind of looking for somebody to uh, take over the jail ministry that the Lord has allowed me to do for over 30 years. And he, um, he stepped right up. He said, Brother Carnahan, I'll do that. And so he went through the motions of getting um, background checks and all that kind of business and has been going to the jail now for several months and doing a, a fantastic job. Same thing with Brother um, Mike does the same thing up there, and I think there's a couple of you ladies that go up there too, and I appreciate that. And But Brother Carlos has, um, uh, has made some progress, and I appreciate that, his hunger for the Word of God and his ability to study. He's coming tonight. I believe what he has to say to us is not only worth our listening to, but are worth heeding to in Jesus' name. And so let him have some time here tonight. Open up our hearts in Jesus' name. In fact, while he comes, let's just lift up our hands right now and let's ask God to take his word tonight in Jesus' name and embed it upon us in Jesus' name. Praise God. Come on, let's just let the Lord just speak to our hearts. Come on, he'll do that. He'll do that. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, I'm thankful, Lord, tonight, Lord Jesus. Lord, just that you brought me, Lord, a hungry soul to, your, to this place, Lord, where I can grow and where I can learn of you, Lord. And I just I pray a blessing upon everyone here. And I thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy, Lord. And Father God, I just want to say praise your name, Lord. And if we could just lift our hands to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you. You may be seated tonight. Thank you so much. God is good, and, and honestly, you know, the, the more I learn about the kingdom of God, the more I get excited about, wow, there's so much more to what God is doing and offering us than anything out there in the world. And so, as I mentioned earlier, I'm thankful that God brought me to a place where I could grow. I was just, just out there kind of trying to figure things out, hungry, you know, desperate, lonely, and, and, and God knew all that, you know, and he was preparing me to receive a 
be in a place like this. And I remember that, Pastor, the first time I walked in, uh, and it was interesting that you shared about uh, Zacchaeus again today because that was the message you shared, the first service that I attended here. And it, it stuck out immediately because what I got from that service was how that Zacchaeus just wanted to do it right. He wanted to do what he had to do and make it right with the Lord. And up until then, I had never even read that story in that manner. I had heard about him before, but that story is truly a story of restoration. And that's really, really the story of my life, of just being restored, you know. And I believe that in, in this uh, apostolic atmosphere, we all have that opportunity to be restored. And that's the message. That's the goal. And God wants to get us to the place where we can be fulfilled. We can fulfill that calling in, in our lives and that, and that purpose. And many times we're sort of roaming around in life and trying to figure things out, you know. And we've got a lot of influences out there. And Pastor just mentioned that. So, But first, before I start, I just want to say, you know, I, I thought about it this morning and how long Pastor and, and Sister Carnahan have been here in Gillette ministering over the years. And I'm thankful that they have endured so many years, and I'm sure they've gone through quite a bit over the years, but they stayed faithful, and we'll look what that can do in, in to, in, when I look at my life and what it means to me and how it provided me an opportunity. It encourages me to stay faithful and just do whatever it takes, you know, the little things, you know, and, and it might not seem much in the world or very important to the world, but if we do it for the Lord, that's all that matters, right? We can have joy. We can have fulfillment in Jesus' name, so tonight... I hope to encourage you a little bit um, about a topic that came to my heart in, uh, as I was praying and thinking about what to share. And uh, I want to share with you a message tonight about serving tables. Amen? Praise God. And so just by raising of hands, how many here has ever worked in a restaurant, maybe as a busboy, anything like that? That was my first job in life, my first official job. And I don't know if many of you have been to Newcastle, Wyoming, but that's where I was raised. And, uh, but have you ever uh, ate at the Old Mill Inn? Oh, yeah. you remember? <laughs> that was my first busboy job. And uh, they paid me uh, $2.10. Welcome, brother. God bless you. Amen. We're so glad you're here. And they paid me $2.10. Uh, they called it a student's wage. I don't think, I'm not sure if that was an official thing, but... That's what they told me it was, so I just said amen. But even though it was a low wage, I learned real quick there that if, you worked real, if I worked real hard for the, the waitresses, they would hook me up at the end of the shift. So, I mean, I learned that real quick. Just work hard, get out there, make their life easier, and then they would take care of me. And so that was my first job. But, um, so this is sort of along that line. So serving tables, but in the context of being about our father's business. And we've learned about that recently, how Jesus was uh, in the temple and he was teaching, right, all these people. And then his parents were wondering where he was at. And he told them, hey, I was about my father's business. And I believe that the more we seek in life to be about our father's business, and as Pastor just shared earlier about the different opportunities in our own lives to, uh, to witness and, and reach out to our community, um, I pray that as we're going through this message that you start thinking about some things of, of ways that you can be used in your community, in your neighborhood, in your job, in your family, because it's needed. There are hungry souls like me out there everywhere looking to find, and they're grasping at straws to find something to, to be planted in, to get attached to. And, and many times people look and to get the identity that's being presented to them, what is cool, what is fashionable, what is popular, and what is important. But God has a whole different standard, right? As we come into the kingdom, we realize in God's eyes, those things aren't all that important. 
not necessarily wrong, but they're just really not all that important. And God begins to show us some awesome new things. And so I'm thankful for the born-again message that we can be rebirthed, we regenerated into a kingdom that we're just not used to. This world doesn't know, but we can be born into that. We can start seeing that more and more in our lives. And Jesus said that the kingdom of God is within us, right? It's within us. That potential's there. We can start living in that. And so, again, the more I learn about it in the Word of God, the more excited I am about it. That, wow, this is real stuff. I can experience excitement in things of God on a spiritual level that I have never witnessed. And so I started seeing that here. So if you're watching tonight, you know, it's just not just a normal church experience. And when I walked in here the first time and I felt the presence of the Lord, that was what I needed. And I knew then this is where I belonged. And so... Praise God for that. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Please, yes, give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. So in the book of Acts, chapter 6, 1 through 8, I'm going to just do a little reading here for you. Um, we find that in those days, in verse 1, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because the widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look you out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. And the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Sometimes I wanted to share that because how powerful that is, that these men who were chosen to serve tables, it wasn't just like a side job or just something unimportant. It was something that required people to be full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. And that, is the, that requirement hasn't changed today. As we serve our community, that is really the capacity we need to serve our community in because that's what the community needs. I'm thankful for, for programs and good things like that. But we, the community we live in needs men and women full of faith in the Holy Ghost and wisdom to be out there as witnesses. They need to see that, that divine that interface from what heaven is offering as opposed to what the world is offering. And didn't we just learn about that this morning? Pastor shared about how Jesus is in his teachings, was always showing one extreme to the other in comparison. Well, we can be that light. We can be that comparison from what the people see about what's going on in the world and seeing what God's doing uh, with our lives. And we don't have to be uh, fanatical about it. We could just be ourselves. And that's the awesome thing is we can be us, but Christ in us, right? We don't have to be perfect, right? And a pastor has shared this a lot too, that we're not perfect people here, but we are complete in the Lord. And that's the goal. We can be complete. Right? But we know that Jesus said, you shall have tribulations in this world, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Yes. So I wanted to share that as an opportunity to think about people, people that were mentioned here like Stephen. We know that, I mean, there's a whole chapter in the book of Acts that was written about his testimony, what he was testifying, yes. right? And, you know, he wasn't, he, there's no book of Stephen in the Bible, but that chapter, right? But this man who was just willing to go and serve tables, right, went on to do some testifying that is written in the Word of God today, 
right? And then we know that Philip went on to be a, a, a basically an evangelist, right? That's what he's referred to. And we, we, we read the story of how he went into the desert. God sent him out there to uh, the desert to, to meet a, a eunuch who was seeking the Lord. And I, I, I look at both sides of that story. One is someone who could be willing to be sent out somewhere, but also from the eunuch's perspective, right? And we know from the scriptures that the eunuchs in the Old Testament, they were kind of outcasts, right? They weren't allowed to worship God in the temple, right? So this eunuch, man, he had the heart. He just wanted to worship the Lord, right? And, but he didn't really fit in. He, didn't really, he wasn't really allowed to. But God, in his great mercy, sent out a man who was willing to serve to this man who was seeking. And he shared with him who Jesus was, right? Which was the same formula in the book of Acts throughout the entire book, who Jesus is that he's God in the flesh, right, and then his plan of salvation. And then that's the same formula we see. But isn't that awesome that we can be those Phillips, we can be those Stevens, if we are willing and obedient. And I've shared this often, too, in recent Bible studies. If we can focus on those two things, just willingness and obedience, that can take us a long way with the Lord and getting to know who he is. And I, I just wanted to encourage you guys with that tonight. And it's right in the word that we can look and see, wow, you know, sometimes we hear so much about the fivefold ministry. and That's great. I mean, I'm a benefit of that. We all are, right? But, and those, 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 those areas come with positions and titles, but we don't have to be so focused about a title. We could just be, say, Lord, here am I. I just want to be used of you, you know? And, and just think about the people in our communities that need to see that, that love for God, someone who wants to go out of the way, who would take the time that, with them that no one else would, you know? Uh, sort of like the Good Samaritan, Right? who would take the time to take care of somebody that the world is sort of just casting away and say, well, you're not all that important, right? But to God, right? That's right. And we, if we are led of the Spirit of God, we can find these people. God yes. can lead us in those places, right? And that's the that's awesome thing. And I believe as I study the Scriptures, the message I get is I need, to be, I need to learn to be led of the Spirit of God because that's the only way I'm going to be able to make those connections. Right. I can think of things, good things to do in my mind that might be good. Right. And good ideas. But God is about wanting to direct us personally. And the more we can get ourselves in our own flesh under the submission of the spirit of God, the more he can do that. Right. So and there's there's keys to do that. And we're going to talk about a couple more of those. So that's really a personal ministry perspective. And I wanted to share that with you. And the next point I want to bring up to you is from our fellow laborers our fellow laborers perspective, right, in ministry, because that's what we deal with a lot, right? So the book of Mark teaches us in chapter 10, verse 42 and 45, Jesus, when they were kind of bickering about who's going to be greatest among them, and right, all the, the disciples were, um, Jesus says in verse, two to two, verse 42, says, but Jesus called them to him and saith unto them, ye know that they which are accounted to rule over the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and their great ones exercise authority upon them. But so shall it not be among you, right? But whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister. And verse 44 says, And whosoever of you will be the chiefest shall be servant of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. So another key thing to point out about servitude is that leads us, that puts us in that position to be great in the kingdom of heaven. We may not be much in this world, but we can be great in the kingdom of heaven. And the key is saying, Lord, how can I serve? What can I do? Right? And setting ourselves up for that. And sometimes 
amongst each other. We, we might develop some, you know, envings and things like that. We look at one another, and, and I, I can appreciate, my goal is to find something I can appreciate about each and every one of my brothers and sisters in the Lord, right? Because there are thoughts that come like, you know, well, what's that person doing? Or who, you know, maybe they looked at me wrong and I didn't like it that day or whatever. The case, it's a normal thing, right? That happens, if we're honest. And but we have to realize that, hey, I got I to gotta think above that. The yes. scripture says at verse, uh, Romans 12, verse 10, be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love in honor preferring one another. Yes. And you think about what does it mean to prefer somebody? And that means you want them to benefit before you do. They, we want them to have the advantages and the good things before we do, right? And, and that is the outlook that, the, that Paul wrote to the Roman church and how they ought to look at one another, right? Because things, we're in this flesh, and we were just talking about in our discipleship course. While we're in this flesh, man, like Paul wrote, you know, while we're in this flesh, we're absent from the Lord, right? But um, so we're going to deal with things like that. We're going to deal with envyings and jealousies and things like that. That's just a real thing. But they don't have to be the defining attribute of a body of believers. We can overcome that. And the way we do it is by making the decision that we're going to stand on the word of God. We're going to prefer one another in yes. love and honor. Okay, and that and, and, among, and by doing that, we start seeing the value of people. We start seeing, wow. You know, um, if I put myself beneath, if I humble myself, then God will lift me up in due time where I need to be. And I don't have to worry about scrambling for a position or title or anything like that. God will put me where I need to be, you know, and that's ultimately what matters the most, right? Um, doing it God's way. So, um, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, of course, the standard is love, right? The motivation for all we do in ministry should be love. Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7 says, Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, and hopeth all things. Now, I just wanted to share that because really that's our measuring stick in terms of how, we, how are we doing in ministry, right? That is what we need to look at. We don't need to look at what everyone else thinks. We don't need to get a bunch of likes on Facebook, and I'm not putting Facebook down or anything like that. I'm just saying, let our standard be the love of God. Let, I mean, those are characteristics that we can say, wow, I look at, I'm either doing that, that's me, or it's not me, right? And so that can be my measuring stick and how I judge myself as we learned this morning from the Word of God. When we judge ourselves, we can use things like, what 1 Corinthians 13 says in terms of how well I'm doing in the love of God in my life. So praise God. And another point on that, um, I think I'm at the 15-minute mark here, but John 21, right? Uh, I wanted to share this because this is powerful. This, this is a little background story. This is where Jesus was getting ready to the end of John where he's kind of commissioning his disciples and such. And, um, of course, Peter just got done fishing, and he went through all that process of confirming that he loved him. But then, verse 20, we'll pick it up here. It says, Then Peter, turning about, seeth the disciple whom Jesus loved following, which also he leaned on his breast at, his, leaned on his breast at supper and said, Lord, which is he that betrayed thee? Of course, we know this is John, right? The, the apostle John. Peter, seeing him, saith to Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? Jesus saith unto him, if, it, if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. And I wanted to share that because sometimes we can sort of get concerned and concerned about what everyone else is doing in life. And not just in the church, but in life in general, right? But our focus should be 
just to follow Jesus, right? You know, what if this person does this, that, or the other thing? I need to learn how to just to follow Jesus. Amen. Praise God for that. And in our community, my last point I just wanted to share, as a witness of Jesus Christ, Matthew 5, 16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And so we have an opportunity to do that in our community, to let God shine through us. And it's the way we treat people. It's the way we're not like the world, right? The world does, has its set of rules and how it treats everybody. But we have an opportunity every day to be different from that. Not better, not that we're saying we're better than you, but to be different to glorify God, right? And, and, and how we treat people, how quick we forgive, right? Yeah. How we talk to people, yeah. right, in our communications. And, and I want to close with this, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 through 18. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial, or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Praise God. So a lot of times some of our struggles come from because we're not really separated from the world. You know, we're, we're, we're in the world, but we don't have to be of the world. But, and, and so by the, the encouragement here that I want you to take away is how that God wants, he's eager to be that father unto us. He wants to receive us, right? But sometimes we have to make that decision that we want to be separate from the things of this world. And we were talking about that in our discipleship class too today about the things of the world, the, that those are some of our, our spiritual enemies are, is really the love of the world right? Um, what we come to know is the things and what the world does and, and the society thinks is important. That doesn't have to be our greatest influence, okay? We can let God be our greatest influence. And truly, as an apostolic uh, believer of Jesus Christ, that is the goal, letting God be our greatest influence, right? Having the victory. Come in here, and I'm thankful that we can come and worship God in spirit and in truth. I'm thankful that we can go into that prayer closet, Pastor, and we can pray and we can feel the presence of God. And, and I know those who were there tonight felt it, and it was awesome and amazing. So when we, when we earn the right to lead by serving others, okay, and God will give us those opportunities, right? It's not that we're trying to work our way to heaven. But we're trying to serve the Lord in whatever capacity he gives us, right? From the little things to the big things. And whatever it is, the Bible says, whatever you find to do with your hands, do it heartily as unto the Lord, right? And whatever we do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Love, of course, is the proper motivation for servitude in every area of ministry. The word of God and the spirit of God must be our authority, right? In all that we do for the cause of Jesus Christ. Not my philosophy, not my head knowledge, but the Spirit of God and the Word of God. If we commit to being about our Father's business, then we open the door for Jesus to show us just how much he can be our great provider in every area of our lives, exceedingly abundantly, the Bible says, above all that we could ask or think. Amen. Jesus, praise God. Thank you, Pastor, for this time to share tonight. I want you to stay up here for just a second, if you don't mind. And I, what, a, what a beautiful message, and I, I think it was just absolutely heartfelt. Um, you know, the Scripture tells us, and, and 
lots of thoughts were going around my head as you were presenting the word so beautifully. But one thing that I, I am absolutely adamant on here, and, and especially the last couple of weeks, God has been dealing with me. Uh, listen to the scripture. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter number 3 and verse number 4, it says, For while one saith, I am Paul, another, I am Apollos, are you not carnal? Um, so carnality isn't something that we've just come up with. It's something that's been in the church and something that is meant to be overcome. Let me show you how we're going to do it. The Bible says, who then is Paul and who is Apollos, but ministers, everybody say ministers, by whom you believe even as the Lord gave to every man. It says in verse 6, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. He said, so then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, it says, but God that giveth the increase. And then it says, now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. Everybody say one. one. And it says, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together. Come on, that's what God's doing. Amen. We're laborers together. I sense tonight that there are people here, right in this room, maybe there's some on the internet too, that... Maybe something has gone by the wayside or something. Maybe that dream that you had of what God wants me to do and that type of thing has kind of went by the wayside. Tonight, it's going to get awakened. I want Brother Carlos, and, and if you feel this way, if you sense there's something in your life that God wants you to do, I want you to stand right now. Amen. Oh, I, I, I just knew it in Jesus' name. Praise God. God's going to awaken that in your life tonight in Jesus' name. And as you have so greatly received the word tonight, I'm going to let our dear brother tonight, and then after he's done, I'm going to have the singers come back if they wouldn't mind. But um, I'm going to have him pray for us. And I think what this brother's doing right over here is the will of God tonight. See how his arms are extended? Doesn't look like any resistance. I think that'd be a good idea for all of us right now. Why don't we do that? Let's just lift our hands. And brother, you go ahead. You begin to pray for us in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we come to you tonight, Father God. We come with, Lord, eyes looking and hearts towards you, Lord, looking for a direction in our lives, Father God. For we know not what we ought to do, Lord, except you guide us and show us, Father God. How can we know, Father God? But we can trust you tonight, Lord Jesus, to direct, to guide Lord, to inspire each and every heart tonight, Lord. And I pray for each and every one of my brothers and sisters tonight, Lord, that you would show them, Lord, the things that they can do, Lord. That you could, you show them how beautiful they are, Lord, and how, how love, but you love them, Father God, and you want to use them, Father God. That we don't need to envy one another, Lord. We don't need to compare ourselves with each other, Father God. We just need to say, here am I, Lord. Send me. I want to know you. I want to serve you, Lord. I pray that blessing upon each and every one here, Lord. Everyone watching on the internet now, in Jesus' name, Lord God, that you pour in their hearts the heart of a servant, Father God, the heart of a son and a daughter of God who wants to please their heavenly Father, God. And I pray you fill each and every one of my brothers and sisters with that desire, Lord God, that to show them, Lord, that they can be used, Lord God. You've accepted them already. 
It's not our ability, Lord. It's our willingness, Lord God. It's our obedience to your word, Lord, that we can find that relationship, that we can find that path to be on with you, Heavenly Father. Bless my brothers and sisters, Lord God. I bind anything in Jesus' name that is preventing them from breaking through, Father God. I release the faith of Jesus Christ in this place to stand up and to go into the labor filled and work the fields of the harvest, Lord God, that you have, Lord. We praise you, Heavenly Father. We give you the honor, the praise, and the glory. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.